This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we'll show you how to go from employee truck driver to savvy business owner. And we'll do it together because we're starting our own trucking company, Holland Assets. So you'll get a front row seat through the whole process. Together with some experts in the field, we'll teach you how to set up a business, buy a truck, get your DOT and MC numbers, get insurance, and a lot more. Thanks for joining us. Welcome, everybody, to Holland Assets. This is episode number 19. I am Craig, your host, and over there... Chris. Chris, welcome back in studio it's, once it's again. It's good to be back, yeah, it's, in studio. You know, I, I'm kind of torn because it's always... I feel like the episodes are generally better. It's nice when we can ha have an actual face-to-face -face conversation when you're here in the studio. But on the other hand, I love chatting with you while you're out on the road. It's well, really if, cool. If it makes you feel better, unless you count pulling my car into the garage... I haven't been home. Oh, okay. In two weeks. Oh, there you go. So, so I, I literally. So you saw me before you saw your wife. No, I, I saw her. I gave her a hug. I put my two older kids in the car, took them to their piano lessons, <laughs> and then drove straight here. Okay. Well, that does make me feel better. All right. So <laughs> today, for today's episode, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. I teased this on episode 18. Uh, but in this one, we're going to be drawing a little bit from your military experience uh, to glean some business lessons here. Now, you have served with the National Guard here in Utah for how many years now? 20, I'm um, 23. 23 I just, years? just completed 23 years a couple of months ago. Wow, that's that's a lot. Makes me feel like an old man. Well, yeah. I guess I kind of am an old man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so before we get to that stuff, of course, as is tradition, I got to ask you, how are things out on the road? Anything you want to talk about? It's good, yeah. And I, ha I had something crazy happen to me oh? in the last week. Okay. So I was... I. I'd pulled into a shipper and I wanted to burn my 10 hour clock before I picked up my load. So I got there pretty early. They had overnight parking. Um, I, I was supposed to pick up at I think like eight o'clock in the morning. So I, I, I get there early. I'm parked in their parking lot and I'm sleeping at two 30 in the morning. All of a sudden there's this big, huge, loud bang. I mean, just super loud. Like I, I'm thinking, was that a tire that blew? I thought it was like even too loud for a tire. So I, I get out of my truck and I look down the driver's side. I go walk down. There's no blown tires on the driver's side. Then I walk around the front of the truck and right on the other side of my truck is a, a guy that had one of the actual shippers, one of their own trucks. He had pulled into the lot and his back wheel on the trailer had been locked up and he, who knows how long he'd been driving it mm. with it locked up and it had just started on fire Oh, and the tire had just blown. I mean, it was loud. It blew. And we, you know, people start running over and five fire extinguishers later, you still can't get the fire. I mean, it was no, so hot. Rubber. Yeah. The, the, the tires burning, the metals starting to melt and the, the fire's starting to get bigger and nobody can, you can't get it out. You know, obviously calling the fire department at this point. <laughs> and I, and I help them. I'm like, we probably ought to disconnect your truck from the trailer in case this thing really gets crazy. So I help them um, disconnect the truck from the trailer and to make a long story short, uh, it burned the whole back of the trailer, no way. a big hole on one side, like all the way through the trailer. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to post a picture or two on, you got uh, a picture Yeah, oh, on, good. on Facebook and on maybe in the show notes for this episode. But yeah, it was, it was crazy. It, you know, the fire department came and 
put the thing out. And... Holy smokes. So is there anything that he could have done to prevent that? You said a tire locked up. I mean, is I, that... he, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say because he, he was pulling a full load. I mean, it was a, a heavy, heavy full load. And, you know, if a, a brake locks up like that, it, it's kind of hard to tell. Plus it was pitch black. It was two 30 right. in the morning and it's, it's hard to see, you know, kind of everything that's going on in great detail, you know, clear back, you know, 53 feet back. Sure. So he, it was a reefer load and he was hauling dairy milk. So, you know, the well, cat got warm milk that day it was all over the parking lot. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, yeah. I, okay. Now I demand to see pictures of this one. Yeah, I'll have to, sh- they're, they're pretty good. And speaking of pictures, I want to remind everybody about the Facebook page, go and check out the Facebook page. That's where a lot of these photos get posted when there's something interesting that happens. Uh, but one of the things that I saw recently is that uh, we posted some photos of your training. Yeah. Uh, Out in the desert. So how's that for a transition, Chris? It is a good transition. Uh, You were out in the desert doing training for the National Guard. You snapped some great photos uh, of your, what do you call it, unit? My unit, unit yeah, doing our our two-week annual training. Um, And so you wanted to, now now that you're fresh off that, well, it's been a couple weeks now, but uh, all of these military things are fresh on your mind, and you wanted to use that to talk a little bit about a, a, a business principle that you think would be helpful. Yeah. So I, I, when I was much younger, um, or fairly early on in my, like, my military like 40. career, n- n- no, I am for 41. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. One year ago. No, I, I, I wouldn't have done this one year ago. Um, back when I was, it was 17 years ago. I went through a school, it's called the Sapper leader course. And it's, it's essentially the same, you know, similar to ranger school, but for engineers, and, um, yeah, when keep you keep telling yourself that all the, all the uh, former <laughs> Rangers listening, they're like, are... no, it's, that's, it's actually a pretty big, uh, it's a pretty interesting topic of conversation okay. between Rangers and sappers, which one's harder. <laughs> Sapper school is like half the, the length of Ranger school and, um, neither of them are easy. We'll put it that way. Okay. Um, anyway, one of the big things that you do, and this is, you know, part of the Ranger handbook, it teaches a lot about this is you, when you're out patrolling, so you're doing foot patrols. You know, if you stop for the night, you do what's called, you set up a patrol base. So when you set up a patrol base, you have what are called priorities of work. And the priorities of work are basically, okay, these are the most important things. And this is the order that we do things. So if you look in the Ranger handbook, you know, it's going to always say that you, when you set up a patrol base, your first priority of work is going to be to establish security. So you essentially, you know, you set up a 360 degree perimeter you know, weapons pointing out and everybody's got kind of their sector of fire that they, that they, um, that they're responsible for, they're responsible for. And then once you've got that done, then you kind of keep improving your, your, your fighting position. So you'll start to dig a foxhole or you'll, um, camouflage your, your fighting position. Um, that that's kind of going down your priorities work. So those are the first things you do. You don't come into the patrol base and then rack out and go to sleep or you don't come in the patrol base and start eating dinner, you, you take care of the things that are the most important things first. So obviously when you're out on a patrol, establishing that security and protecting yourselves, that's the first priority of work. So then once you get down that, then you go typically into weapons maintenance. So you'll clean your weapon or do whatever you need to, to make sure your weapon's working and functioning well. Then you might start going into like the personal hygiene, you know, maybe changing your socks, you know, cleaning up a little bit, eating, eating dinner, um, getting a drink and then maybe finally next you might get some shut eye, you know, kind of rotate. So, you know, you're in a, in a fighting position with a battle buddy. One of you sleeps while the other one maintains security. Okay. All right. So So those are kind of, those are your priority work, the order that you do things. Makes sense. 
and it, and it's important. You want to do those important things first. And now you're about to tie this into business. And usually when you have these metaphors or these uh, case studies that you talk about, it's easy for me to see, okay, this makes a lot of sense with, uh, you know, a business owner and how this uh, applies. This one is a little more opaque to me. I mean, I, I think I can maybe draw a lesson or two, but I am curious where you're going to go with this. So I, I think there's there's priorities of work in two categories. So when I'm out on the road, I I use these. You know, I stop driving for typically one of two reasons. You I'm, have you, to. You have to because you've got to have your ten hour break. So that that's one of the big reasons that you stop for, and then you're stopped for ten hours. And then the second reason is because you're at a shipper or receiver, and so you you stop, you get backed into a door, and you're essentially just waiting around, waiting to get either loaded or unloaded. So we're going to talk about priorities of work. They're a little bit different, I feel like, in each one of those categories. Okay. And you want to do the things that are, you know, the obviously the most important first. Okay. So where do we start? So let's start with the 10-hour break. Um, and, and I feel like, um, you know, kind of like we talked about with the military, securities number one, um, you know, the, then your weapon. So taking care of your equipment. I think really kind of that taking care of your equipment, that truck and or that trailer are really the most important things. Those things... They have to be working well. So first priority work when you're stopped at your 10-hour break is to check on your equipment, make sure everything's good with it. So that might mean putting air in tires or... Checking fuel levels. Checking fuel reefer. levers, yeah, and in, in your reefer. That's that, That's actually typically one of the first things that I'll do is, you, yeah, you definitely want to stay on top of that kind of stuff. Okay. Then um, once you've got that done, and, and you may not have, other than checking the fuel in your reefer, you, you know, if your, your truck doesn't have any issues, you, you may not necessarily need to do a whole lot there. But then the next thing is, is finding a load. Like if you don't have your follow-on load yet and you're not using a dispatcher, that might be your, your next priority of work is finding a load. And, and you typically, in, in my opinion, you don't want to be using more than like 30 to 60 minutes in those first categories. Each. Then, or, well, two, I'd say total 30, 30 minutes to an hour for both of those items. Okay. And then, and then after that, then you might have a little bit of personal time for an hour or two. Um, and then I think one of the really most important priorities after that is sleep. And I, and I kind of found that I, I ran into problems with this, like, especially right at the very beginning when I really didn't have those, okay, these are my habits. These are my priorities of work. Um, I, I remember a you know, within the first week or two of being out on the road for the very first time, I'd you know, stop for my 10 hour break and I go and, and watch a movie or, you know, respond to some emails or, you know, just do something. And, and before I know it, six hours has passed and you I've got, gone to sleep. I haven't gone to sleep yet. And, um, I've got, I've got to start driving again in four hours. And that's just not a good thing. You need more than you need more than four hours of sleep. So I, I've gotten really disciplined. So I've got those important priorities of work that I feel like I need to do before I go to sleep. But then I don't do any of the other crap. Like I typically don't respond to emails. I don't watch a show or anything like that. If if I'm within eight hours of having to start again, I I go to sleep. No, basically, no matter what's going on. Right. And that, that way I get that sleep because you've got to have it, you got it, or you're not going to be safe. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. So does that, does that wrap up that category? Now we're back to driving or is there something else that comes after then, you yeah, wake I up? Yeah, I think when you wake up, then you kind of have to prep for the day. So a lot of times what I'll do, and sometimes I'll do this before I go to sleep too, is, is determine where the route I'm going to take if I don't already know it. But even more importantly than that, you know, reaching back to a few episodes ago 
is determining where you're going to fuel because you want to make sure you're you're buying the cheapest fuel along your route. And so there's, you know, doing that research to to determine, you know, I've got a half a tank of fuel, so I'm probably going to need to, you know, I can maybe go 400 more miles before I'm going to need to stop for fuel. So where in that 400 miles is my my cheapest fuel? Okay. You know, then from there you might you might sweep out your trailer or do something else till it's time to hit the road and and do your pre-trip and and be on your way. So that that kind of for the most part handles your 10-hour break. Okay. And so now that's our first category is that 10-hour break. Let's move into the next one. So the next one, you know, when you're stopped at a shipper receiver, um, you know, the, I, I feel like the very obviously the quickest thing you want to do is get back into that door, get your trailer set so that the you know, the guy, the lumpers that charge a bajillion dollars to unload, <laughs> you know, four pallets can get their thing going. And so they're not waiting on you. And so that time can pass and, and hopefully get out of there sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. So obviously get that done first. And then once you've got that, you know, kind of, again, go back into the truck and trailer. If there's anything that needs to be handled with those, take care of those. And then, you know, finding your loads, you know, you might need to, you might have some work you need to do on the business, you know, work on the accounting or some other things like that, just while you're waiting to be unloaded and then relax, you know, maybe, maybe you drove for six hours, you've hit the shipper and you want to take a two hour nap because you're going to go pick up another load and hopefully drive another three or four hours. You want to be fresh for it. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And, uh, so both of these are kind of downtime or potential downtime while you're on the road. I assume there is no such order when you're driving. It is just drive, right? It's just, it's basically just drive. Yeah. You, you know, see you, how many audio books you can get through. Yeah. Listen to your audio books, your podcast, listen to this podcast. That should probably be really there high on that Number priority one. work, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the Holland Assets podcast. That's going straight in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. So that, and, and, you know, you, you can, you know, if you feel like you can safely, which I feel like you do, you use a hand-free device. Siri is really helpful. You can make phone calls. You, know, you don't have to touch your phone. You can do all that stuff, a- answer answer phone calls, make phone calls. He said, knowing the police were listening closely to this episode. <laughs> Without using hands. No, yeah. That's, uh, safety first is safety first. a real thing. It, it absolutely is. Uh, okay. So does this principle extend to anything else or is that where you wanted to go with this? I, I, that's pretty much where I want to go with it. It's just, it's just establishing those habits and kind of getting in those routines. Um, cause those are the things that, that are going to make you successful. And, and I see a lot of people, I mean, it seems like a simple thing and a little thing that doesn't really make that big of an impact, but I think in the long run, it really does make a big impact because you know, if you're, if you're, you know, dinking around doing a less important thing and you don't get to finding a load, or you don't spend the amount of time that you need to on finding a load, you're going to end up with a, a desperate and, and contracting a crappy load that you're not going to make good money on. No, so you, you need to get those things uh, done first. Stephen Covey, I'm pretty sure it was Stephen Covey, did a really cool analogy where he fills a jar up with um, big rocks, then little rocks, then like sand, and then right. water talking about prioritizing if you've got a, you can see that, watch that on YouTube. But if you, if you search that and look at that, it, I really think those priorities and doing the important things first, make sure you get those knocked out before you do the less important things is, is a really good habit to be in, in life in well, trekking or anywhere. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, actually, I've noticed a similar thing for myself where these habits are extremely important when we talk about, um, I, I think of it in terms of scripts. When we are in a certain situation, we have a certain script. 
and we have to memorize that script. And so what I mean is, uh, it could be it could be something as simple as you you go to a restaurant, you know the script. They seat you, then they give you your menus, you get your drinks, and then you order appetizers, and, and on and on. Right? You've got the script, and that helps you get through it. But in a in a professional context, I've noticed this for myself where. If I want to be as productive as possible, then I need to develop and stick to a certain script for certain situations. If I'm sitting at my desk, I am doing X, you know, checking checking things off my list. If I go to a meeting, I need to prep with this script, right? I'm going down this checklist. And it's kind of a similar thing to what you're talking about. I, I think that we're all familiar with this idea in various places in our lives and can understand the utility in something like this. And so for a business owner who has to manage not only uh, you know, his or her own employee performance, but the business as a whole, this is going to be doubly important uh, to manage the business as well as yourself, right? It, it certainly is. I'm, it, you've just, you've got to knock out those important things first. And a lot of the times it's not, those aren't necessarily the funnest and most sexy things to do. And so as human beings, it's, it's in our nature to try to, to, to do the things that are easy and the things that are fun first to be lazy, to be lazy. Yes. Yeah. We all, we all do that. <laughs> and, and it's avoiding the temptation to do that. It's like with the priorities of work, when you set up a patrol base, um, you, you may, you may have just done a, you know, a, a 10 mile movement. You're tired as can be you're hungry and you're thirsty and and the temptation is to eat and sleep but you you're going to get into a world of hurt if you get attacked and you haven't set up proper security or you get attacked and you haven't cleaned your weapon and your weapon jams those are the important and critical things you've got to get those done first because they're going to have the biggest either positive or negative impact in your life not the eating and sleeping, you know, the, those are important things too, but they can, they can wait. They're not going to be catastrophic. If you have to wait an extra hour to eat or sleep, you're going to survive. But you know, if, if, if you haven't cleaned your weapon or if you haven't set up security and you get attacked that, that in the military, that can be the difference between life and death. Right. Or in this case, it's the difference between a business that thrives and one that goes under. Exactly. Yep. All right, very good. Chris, shall we wrap this one up? It's a pretty quick, easy discussion, I think. I think it is, but we we have a question, don't we? Oh, my gosh. Lest I forget, thank yeah, you for reminding me. It. We actually got a question. I noticed this in the show notes for episode 17, and uh, this is, so believe it or not, we do check those. So you can go to hollandassetsllc.com, go to the show notes there, and leave a comment, and we will... Uh, do our best to address those either as a reply to those comments or in this case we want to talk directly to that person here on the uh, on the show so in this case we have dean who uh, left us a very kind note we appreciate that dean glad you like the podcast says his wife and he are, are teaming for a company strongly considering their own truck he says i notice on the pnl so i should break here and say go check out the show notes for episode 17 if you don't remember we talked about the profit and loss statement on that um, and he says, I noticed on the PL there is no line item for truck payment, but there is for interest paid. Is the truck figured differently than other expenses since it's a hard asset? Oh, that's an insightful uh, question. Dean is he's the man. He he obviously knows what he's talking about to to a, a great degree there. That's a very good, well thought out question. 
So what's the answer? Chris, so the, I'm on, I'm so on. the answer is, is, is you're right. There's not a line item for a truck payment. And the reason is because that truck payment's kind of divided into two categories. You have the interest piece of it and you have the, the principal payment piece of it. So when you enter that, that truck payment into an accounting system, you're going to, you're going to enter those two different pieces. You're going to enter the interest expense. And so that is shown on the line item of the profit and loss statement. But the principal piece is actually part of your profit. And so it doesn't really show per se in the, um, right into PNL in itself. It, it is kind of in there mixed in the profit piece, but it, it doesn't show up in its own line item. And the reason behind that is because it's not a true expense. The principal piece is not an expense. Like the profit and loss is your income and your expenses. And, and the principal payment on a truck is not an expense. Interesting. Well, that sounds like wizardry to me, but uh, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, and so what, kind of what you're talking about there too is a, another important report that a lot of companies use is your statement of cash flow. And that's literally the cash coming in of the business and the cash going out. And so your truck payment will show up on something like that because that is, you know, that principal payment is cash going out. But I, you know, I, I think kind of for our intents and purposes right here, because your P&L in this type of business is going to be, other than a few exceptions like the truck payment, is going to be pretty similar to your cash flow statement. Okay. We're not going to, we're not going to go so much into the cash flow statements. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe in a, in a future advanced episode. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, for today, we'll leave that one there. Dean, that was an excellent question. Good question. And there's a lot of opportunity for team drivers. You can make, te oh, yeah. teams can make a lot of money. They can do really well. So I, I think, you know, once you feel comfortable, once you feel like you've got that set up, you know, teams can, can really do well in the, in the trucking world. Well, good luck to Dean and his wife. Hope everything goes well. And I hope you do go and uh, get your own truck and get started on that. Uh, hopefully we've not only inspired you to do that, but given you all the tools necessary to do that. And we'll continue to, to do that in future episodes. So we will leave it there for now and look forward to episode 20. I hope you stick around for that. Make sure that you are subscribed. And the best thing that you can do for us if you enjoy what we do is refer us to anybody who this might be helpful for. So if you've got other buddies who are out on the road thinking about pulling the trigger on that uh, owner-operator thing, let them know. Holland Assets is there, and uh, we would greatly appreciate that vote of confidence from you. And also, I keep forgetting to ask this, but we would love to have some reviews. Um, you, thanks for everybody that has given us a review, but you know, continue to give us reviews and put some comments in with your reviews too. Tell us what you like about it, what you don't like about it, or something that you'd like to hear that we haven't talked about yet, and we will certainly address it. Okay, great. Well, I will see you then, Chris. Have a good week. You too.